0: Good morning, Coaches Cup podcast listeners. This is Sonia welcoming you to this week's episode. This week, Judith and I have reached back in our archives to some of our first podcasts for this week and next week. We are taking a bit of a break to enjoy the holiday season with our families and friends, and we hope that you'll enjoy these episodes They have some great messages for you, and we hope that you will enjoy them as much as we do. We'll see you back in the new year, and thank you for always being a listener of this podcast. Good
1: morning, Judith. Good morning, Sonia. Just pouring a little coffee into the cup.
0: Well, welcome to the Coach's Cup. Yep, welcome. I'm Sonia Green with soniagreencoaching.com. And I'm Judith Fender with Junior, Judith Fender Coaching. <laughs> and if you're listening to us or watching us this morning, we would love for you to give us a review on iTunes. Just go over there and click that five star button. And if you're <laughs> not that I'm telling you what to do, but the power of suggestion. That's right. And and we'd love to hear some comments too. You know, we know what we love about this podcast, but we'd love to know what you think about the podcast. So, we love us. That's right. That's right. We just do this for fun. Yep. But we'd love to do that. So if you could hop on over to iTunes, the Coaches Cup podcast, we would love to have that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Today, we get to talk about denying our feelings. <laughs> And you know we talk about feelings a lot. Mm-hmm. But I I think it's because we have in in society today we tend to push our feelings away, we tend to stuff them down, we deny them in all kinds of ways. In fact, I was I was telling my husband about what we were talking about today. And I said, I said, well, you know, sometimes you want to feel some, some negative feelings. And he was like, huh, (laughs) what? (laughs) What, what? And tell us that negative story. What was it? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, we, I was talking about, you know, sometimes if you lose somebody, you want to feel sad. And he was like, oh yeah. And our son came running through the room. (laughs) screaming at the top of his voice. And he said, I think I'd like to feel lonely, <laughs> <laughs> which, so, is, go ahead.
1: which is so interesting because so many clients that I have coached before, when they when they are recognizing, feeling their feelings and doing the work, it's, it's lonely. They realize that they don't really want the food in the, in the kitchen. It's, it's they're they're buffering the feeling of lonely, of feeling lonely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and let's, let's stop for just a second and take that word buffering apart because we talk about buffering all mm-hmm. the time and we know what we mean, but I want to make sure that other people know what we mean when we talk about buffering.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: You want to, you want to unpack that a little bit?
1: So buffering is an, is, is something that you would do or not do to, and it would, it's, it has a net negative effect in your life. So for example, I, I have lost 80 pounds. So for me, a buffering activity that I do not want to engage in is eating. And that's a super popular one. Many people do it, um, buffer with eating, which is what my client was doing was she was buffering with food. So the net negative would be the weight gain and not dealing with your feelings. Yeah. That's, that's also a net negative. When we deny ourselves feeling our feelings, we are in fact, um, I was reading in a book um, that where she talks about, you know, so we appreciate our vision. We appreciate our hearing. We appreciate the, the uh, sensation of touch this sensation of touch. And these are feelings, but yet we deny ourselves the opportunity to feel lonely, to feel sad, to feel anxiety, these uncomfortable feelings. But a feel you,
0: discomfort,
1: a <laughs> feel of discomfort, because it's, it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So um, it's just super, and it's so cyclical. It's cyclical what the human brain will do and how the process of denying your feelings can just keep, keep you on that, that spiral of buffering.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Some people buffer with alcohol. Mm-hmm. Some people buffer with shopping. I have known people who... <laughs> Who have but seriously, I mean, I've known mm-hmm. people who've ended marriages. They've mm-hmm. they've lost their spouse because they could mm-hmm. not that's not true. They did not choose control yeah. They didn't mm-hmm. control their shopping habit. And, you know, it was it was a serious thing. And it's all because we're not choosing to feel typically our negative emotions. But exactly. some people aren't in touch with positive emotions either.
1: Well, I think that goes; it would go hand in hand. If you're denying feeling your feelings any strong, it, right? Me. Then it then you are missing out on the positive feelings. Yeah, because your brain is 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 basically shut down and in a buffering a buffering position.
0: Yeah, so it's a process like most of the things that that we talk about, especially if you have if you have grown up where you regularly were taught to deny your feelings. And I know for our generation, that seems to be more, more common that people were not allowed to, to exhibit strong emotion. Maybe that's a Southern thing too. I think it is more of a Southern thing, honestly. Oh yeah. Because you know, you see it, there's a difference when I lived, when I lived in Philadelphia, you know, people were much more direct. And I think in the South, we're taught to kind of be passive aggressive and keep our feelings under the surface.
1: Yeah, I would, I, you know, interesting to Southern women mm-hmm. talking about that. And it's interesting how it's it's at different levels. Like, I think I'm a little more progressive, of course. Mm-hmm. But when you are around deeply Southern women, you can just really see all the niceties and how they are um, hiding their true selves. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, and please, we would love to hear from, from other women across the country. If you feel like this is something that, that is common for you, let us know, because we are two Southern women who really don't see outside of that very, very much. But I know, I know that, uh, that we have been taught to, to push those down a lot of times. I don't want to confuse, though, negative emotions with indulgent emotions. Mm-hmm. Good point. So negative emotions could be discomfort. It could be loneliness. It could be sadness or grief, mm-hmm. disappointment. How does that differ from, from indulgent emotions?
1: So an indulgent motion would be one that, that gets you stuck, right? Like overwhelm, worry, confusion, that you doubt. are not
0: doubt and you're not getting into action. Yeah. Yeah. Anything that keeps you in second guessing or just kind of on, on that hamster wheel, I think of as, as being an indulgent emotion and they don't produce anything. Our negative emotions are actually part of our process of dealing with life, right? But indulgent emotions usually are not. They don't serve, like you said, they don't serve any purpose. They don't move us forward in any they way.
1: They feel. They feel important. Yes.
0: When, when you're in
1: overwhelm
0: or when you're worrying, it feels very true. One of the reasons, other than other than this is essential to our well being, and it, it really is. Feeling all of our feelings mm-hmm. is essential to our well being as mm-hmm. humans. Uh, it's essential if we need to stop buffering with food or sh- alcohol or shopping or porn. Some people do that. Th- that's another thing about buffering. Buffering happens because we we want that quick hit of dopamine. So it's usually some kind of false pleasure if we're buffering. Oh, good point. Yep. So true. So You know, that's why alcohol, porn, shopping, but with food, a lot of times, You know, when people binge, they binge on junk food. They binge on that high fat, highly processed white flour, sugar. Those are our binge foods because they give us that really quick hit of dopamine. (laughs) I'm sorry.
1: I'm going on a visual here thinking like, yeah, I've never really binged on chicken and broccoli.
0: No, (laughs) no, nobody says, man, I need another Uh, apple. (laughs) It's not. (laughs) That's just not what we binge on. I have. I may have binged on some cherries, though. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I can some binge good on cherries. some grapes. I, I, that oh. is true. I can. I can do that sometimes. Some grapes, but in yeah. general, that's why we are buffering because we need that quick hit of dopamine, and a false pleasure is going to provide that, mm-hmm. and it moves us away from from processing our feelings. Right. So I thought, you know, one of the, one of the reasons that we want to feel our negative emotions, and I've had, I've had clients who, who have told me more than one that they are afraid to feel a negative emotion because they're afraid it's going to take them over some kind of cliff. Like they're not going to be able to come back from it. Yeah. And you were telling about somebody processing sadness the
1: other day. Right. So I had a client who was and through our discussion, uh, we were talking about feeling our feelings and discomfort and like the, her, her thought process was that if, if she felt her feelings, if she felt sad that she, and I'm, I'm oversimplifying this, but basically that she wouldn't be able to get up and like pack lunch for her kids type thing. And, and I was like, you know, was able to coach her through that moment. And I'm like, really? Because here's our point. I think, is this where we're going to bring our point in about, you know, the negative feelings are coming. Mm -hmm. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to want to allow some space for that feeling. Yeah. And we like to say, you know, like it gets to ride along. It gets to come in the car. You're going to put it in the passenger seat, say, you know, I see you. Come on. Yeah. Buckle up. And they're coming. They're coming. And and when you include them in your, in your journey, when you, they're all on the bus, we're going to take turns. Who gets to ride in the front? And it could be, you could be changing passengers a hundred times a day mm-hmm. or just once or twice a day, just letting them ride along.
0: Whatever your human experience is. Mm-hmm. I mean, there mm-hmm. are days where I, I feel like I am all over the place. Mm-hmm. I, it's a bunch of kindergartners riding my bus, you know, <laughs> jumping around. But like you said, other days I'm more even. For women, some of that can be hormonal. Right. You know, you may have, you may have more of those negative feelings that you process during your cycle, but either way we want those because we can't know joy without knowing some pain, some disappointment. We can't know love if we don't know grief, there's nothing to balance it with. Mm -hmm. There's no, you know, if we lived in this perfect place where nothing negative ever happened, then we would never feel all of the positivity either because it would just feel normal.
1: Right. And so that's where having that contrast, the positive, the negative, and and knowing that
0: we get a 50, 50 human experience. Yeah. The feeling of feelings and and knowing that, you know, nobody is going to choose grief or loss. Right. But denying feeling
1: your grief is prolonging it and actually putting you in a negative space longer than if you would just process the grief. Cause it's not going to hang around forever. If you yeah. allow it Yeah, just like, so for example, I'm sorry, I hope I'm not taking your poem. No, you go. We were talking about my anxiety earlier and how once I learned, like I've apparently looking back, I denied it for about 30 years, <laughs> never really allowed myself to feel it. I let anxiety prevent me from many areas of success I feel like I could have had, but I just couldn't get through the moments of, you know, those breakthrough moments because the anxiety was so intense and I was having panic attacks that once I learned to include anxiety and bring it along, put it in the passenger seat, you know, it was coming along to the party, all those stories that I thought were just crazy and and embraced it and believed it. And allowed it, and that it is incredible to, to not go through life through my day without having anxiety, um, speaking to people publicly, coaching, and, and not being in a panic attack. And there are just moments sometimes during my day where I will, t- I will take a deep breath. And I don't know if it's, that's because I've trained myself, that's part of the breathing process when I was feeling anxiety to kind of breathe through it. But I will take a deep breath and I will notice that I will have like a tinge of anxiety in the pit of my stomach and I'll be like, oh, what am I thinking? And I, and there will be some thought in there that I will be thinking about something coming up and I'll just say, oh, I see you anxiety. Yeah, Yeah, it's okay. It's just a thought.
0: Yeah. And that is, that is gold. When you get to the point where you can feel the vibration, because that's, that's really all it is, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're, you're not going to go over the cliff with mm-hmm. your emotion. Mm-hmm. You are going to feel it somewhere in your body. We were talking earlier, and I feel a lot of emotions in my face, which I, I think is a little strange. I don't know where other people feel them, but I get like a burning sensation around my mouth especially with the negative emotions, I'll have, I can feel them coming down my nose, across, like under my eyes, other things I can feel in my chest, but it seems like negative emotions, especially I feel in my face.
1: Yeah. It's so interesting. Even as we're talking about this, like, you know, I've, I've worked through anxiety and shame and disappointment. I know what all those feel, feel like. And I think, I, I think I've tapped into some joy. Just, this is really a new process even for myself, right? I mean, kind of really just, I'm still in, I'm still a baby at processing my feelings.
0: Yeah. And, and so we want to, we want to, before we go today to talk to people about how to process feelings. Now, the first time we started talking about this, I felt like it was a little in the woo. Yeah, for (laughs) sure. (laughs) I was very suspicious. (laughs) What What, what is this thing? Why why would I want to feel that? (laughs) I want to hear your story. Well, I mean, I just remember us talking about it in class when we were, when we were in our coaching classes and talking about processing it and feeling it and naming it. And I was like, how, how very strange. It was foreign. Yeah. It was a completely foreign concept, but on the other side of that, I can see mm-hmm. it has changed. Like you said, it's, it's amazing how freeing it is, how much it changes your relationships, mm-hmm. because when you can process a feeling, you can let it go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it will come back. Sometimes it depends on the feeling. Mm-hmm. Some of them, you know, grief is one loss is one. I think that that comes back, of course. Mm hmm. Because, and, and the greater the loss, right, right, the more often it's gonna come back, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, because we loved someone so deeply that the loss is gonna feel deep, the grief is gonna feel deep, and that's okay, but it's not gonna take us over the edge. We can honestly sit with it, process it, and then, like you said, you know, move on, bring, them, bring it along with us. It's there's, there's no, there's no cliff that you fall off of.
1: Yeah. And so the process. Yes. So we're going to name it. We're going to have awareness, right? So for the, like the newbie would be have awareness of, of your feeling and knowing what you're thinking. And for personally, for me, I think if you can just name it Mm -hmm. and then ask yourself, why am I feeling this? And then saying, okay, this is, this is anxiety and I'm feeling it because I'm thinking this, okay, anxiety.
0: Yeah. And if, <laughs> sometimes depending on, on how new you are to this work, you can't even name it yeah. exactly, but you can say something feels negative or right, not quite right. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. If you can just say, I'm having a negative feeling right now. Mm-hmm. If you can't be- think of it, there's, don't get, you know, don't get caught up in the cycle of, of trying to name it necessarily.
1: Oh, that is such gold right there, Sonia, because it's like, it's going to be happy or sad.
0: Maybe you yeah. can get on one end or the other. And, yeah. yeah. You know, you yeah, that's, it, that's, that's the starting place. Yeah, yeah. And, and I say that because I'm, I'm still figuring out some, I, <laughs> I have to pull out my little wheel and look at my feelings, you know, I'm like, huh, because feelings are very new to me, you know, it's just like the last 10 years or so that I realized I had more than just happy, sad, and mad, Yeah. yeah. so it, um, which is so
1: interesting, because when I think again about, like, how boring life is when we live in that zone, right, this zone right here, and not feeling happy and sad, and, and, you know.
0: Yeah, we really do want that to get that full experience of life. So, name it and stay present with it. That's that's sometimes difficult because our brain wants to keep us safe and not expend energy. Mm-hmm. And feeling a negative feeling, especially, feels like it's unsafe. Mm-hmm. So stay present with it, and and I'll, I'll do this. Sometimes I have to remind myself, okay. I'm processing disappointment, I am thinking about disappointment, and I am focusing on that feeling in my body, wherever it is, so staying present with it long enough to start describing it, right, and you want to, I I've talked about where it is in my body, that's one of the ways, what are some of the other ways that you describe your your feelings when you're processing them?
1: I just, I'm more I like, name it, And I allow it, I, in a sense, I like breathe it in, you know, there will be a breath involved. Breathing is, yeah, you keep saying that and that is really important and just kind of like taking that moment. And and I know it's so automatic. Now the process I do that saying it out loud sounds, so I will allow it and I will, I will name it. And then I will say, you know, I can, I can feel this feeling and carry on through my day. Mm -hmm. This is me feeling anxious and showing up for my clients. This is me, you know, and I like, it just provides some separation.
0: Mm -hmm. It takes
1: it away. And as you, as you were talking, my mind even went to, um, like when someone like many people, um, not being able to identify their hunger signals, which is again, is another feeling. Yes. And that, that is something that I never knew until I sat in hunger and I was like, what? Because I don't know that I was ever afraid of hunger, but going to ruin my metabolism, you know, I'm buying all that stuff. So I was thinking about how hunger is a wave, just like feeling anxiety comes and goes, just like feeling sadness and loneliness, that all these vibrations, chemical reaction from the sentences going on in our brain, causing a, a vibration that Just allowing ourselves to feel them, in essence, is—I'm thinking of allowing our body to be to play all the songs.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: That if if we're skipping the record, if we don't allow the feelings to come through, it's just like running the needle. For the old timers in here, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) what a record needle is. You can't do that with I, we can't. I don't know. Can you do that on iTunes? I don't even.
0: I don't know. We we were singing feelings earlier before we started. So let's let's really talk about how old we are. Oh, now I just need to belt it out, but I'm not. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, narrating the the feeling as it moves through your body. That's oh, what it moves right. around.
1: Yeah, narrating it. Mm-hmm. I feel it in I feel it in my chest, and now I feel it in my stomach.
0: Yeah, even even when it starts in one place, that's where you usually will first notice it. It usually will move around. I mean, it is a vibration, so it's moving around. Mm-hmm. And and I will tell you, I, you you do have to practice this. Mm-hmm. So uh, You have to call it up. Like I can, I'll think about a certain feeling and I'll know where I feel it. And when you get really good at processing it, you can call it up. You can say, all right, I'm going to practice feeling disappointment right now. And when you do that, you can decide how big it gets and how small it gets. I think that's kind of neat too. Yeah. Make it bigger and now. Okay. I, if I, because if I have control of how big it gets, then I also have control of how small it gets.
1: I'm so glad you said that because it's reminded me of what it means to take ownership of the feeling. And that's really what I did when I did the work with uh, my anxiety. And until you do it, does any of this make sense? You can intellectually get it. You can hear us talk the words, but until you begin to put it into practice in your own life and it, and it's so simple now it was so hard to embrace. And I really had to lean into lots of coaching to get there, to take ownership, and when you own it, you can control it, just like you're saying. And I do that with anxiety, like when I I can recognize the little awakening of it, I acknowledge it, and I'm like, okay, we're moving on. Yeah, don't need don't
0: need that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just you know watch it go away. It, it's going to come back someday, and that's yeah. all right. But but I do this work a lot in my car because I'm in my car a lot. And so, you know, yesterday I was stuck in traffic and I was, I was practicing my negative feelings, (laughs) which is easy to do in traffic, right? (laughs) I was, I was feeling a few indulgent emotions too, but I, I moved on from those. But yeah, if you, you do have to practice, it's like anything else. If you have spent your whole life stuffing down your feelings or pushing them away, It's going to take some practice to let them come over you. Yeah, for sure. One hundred percent.
1: And again, for anyone who's interested in in losing weight, identifying your hunger signals. I just want to emphasize that all of these are feelings in our body. Yeah. Yeah. We don't deny our vision. We don't deny our hearing the ability to vibrate. We don't deny touch, but yet we all deny hunger, anxiety, sadness,
0: And I want to reinforce the point you said earlier about when you resist it,
1: Mm -hmm. when you
0: do resist it, that's when it just, it feels
1: unmanageable because you're not managing it. You don't own the feeling when you're resisting it.
0: Yes. Yes. And that is, that's our inclination. And that's when we get worried that, well, I can't live with this. Yeah. Well, yeah. You end (laughs) up living with it. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're going to live with it one way or another. Mm -hmm. so let's live with it in a manageable way yeah so good so true i'm a believer
1: i'm a believer uh nope
0: all All right right. well go out and feel some sadness today (laughs) (laughs) allow your anxiety to sit beside you as you allow it Yes. Yes. anxiety is one that you know it's i think people have just over the last, I don't know, five or 10 years, really started to own. And I think that that's so important because it changes the conversation. It takes some of the shame out. Mm -hmm. We haven't talked a lot about shame. We could talk a whole episode on shame. We so should. We, yeah, we, uh, it's a popular one, but, you know, I, I love the fact that we are having conversations about anxiety because people have been resisting it for so long and we all, we all have it.
1: Yeah. I, I I was having my own thoughts today about if I felt, well, here we go. Feeling some shame around my parenting and not teaching my kids these skills that words, feelings I have heard my whole life, but I just myself am
0: learning this skill. Yeah. So there's that. I'm putting shame on the calendar. Shame it is. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. We'll see you all next week. All Thanks right. for joining us. Woohoo. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.